wherever you listen throughout the world. It's football time! back to another episode of the gridiron guys your home of the nfl south of the equator my name is zach and i've slowly crawled out of the deep depths of a bad weekend to come and present you with some nfl news but as always joining me is cam burdett how are you going this week mate oh mate i'm fantastic probably feeling better than you mind body and soul has really left you this week the weekend left you pretty disappointed didn't it oh it was awful like just every single bit of footy sucked I didn't enjoy it at all, and I took my frustrations out on my brain, and it's taken me at least till yesterday to actually, you know, stomach a meal and, and be able to get out of bed and properly function like a human being. Oh, well, I'm glad you could drag yourself out for this one, which is fantastic. But, yeah, you're following a couple of teams that just don't know how to put points on the board at the moment. Yeah, I'm a bit over it, hey. It's just, it's just an absolute <laughs> stinker these days, and I think, you know, when it rains, it pours, hey, and I'm just going to cop it, I reckon, for these next couple of months. Yeah, look, yeah, you guys have spent some big money on someone who just can't cook up a steak at the moment. That's a stinker. But anyways, oh, at least I could cook this weekend. That was probably the best part about it. <laughs> but look, huge week of NFL, wasn't it? Um, I suppose a big thing that's sort of come through, and I want to get your take on this one first before we dive into the game, but mm. the Pro Bowl, it's dead. And I mean, it's not the first time it's been dead. We know that a lot of people either hate or love it, um, but yep. they've gotten rid of it now and they moved to a new format. Now, what does that involve? Uh, I saw it was just what they're just going to do a lot of the skill challenges and then a game of flag football. Now we put our little poll on this one on our Instagram and majority of people loved it. Now we had a, a player who we've already talked to before, Max, uh, he hated it. So, I mean, getting a perspective of a player and him saying he hates it. I don't know if it's on a sense that he wants to make the pro bowl in his career. And that's something that's an accolade you want. I guess people put that on their resume and they say, this guy's a 10 time pro bowler, 13 time pro bowler. You're not going to be able to add that. I don't know. Flag, surely you don't count flag football, do you? No. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if they'd have a place for blockers on the flag football, would they? Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that, it's well, like seven correct. on seven or something. Like, where do they fit these guys in? Yeah, correct. You know, you, you might snap the ball as a center, and that's about it. Well, I think I think maybe like what they'll probably do, like assuming this, like they'll probably still do a normal voting for Pro Bowl because like you can mm. still like we have had years where they still vote like the pros in but they yeah, just don't play the game and things like that, or they do it differently. So I think hopefully they sort of voting because I think these guys deserve to be recognized. But I think looking at the pro bowl itself, it is clearly a dying. It's clearly something that's dying. You know, it's kind of fun and things. I mean, even like the basketball, okay. I can't even really say that's that much fun. You look at like the NHL no. and stuff and the MLB, no one really cares for these sort of games anymore, especially like if it's an end of season one, um, you know, guys are over it. They haven't played for weeks already and, and one that bashes your body a lot. So these guys aren't going to go out for it. They don't care. They're on a fuck ton of money anyway. So this isn't going to change their lives. Um, it's more of a prestige thing. And, and let's be honest, that prestige thing has been dying over the several years. They've changed it up trying to get legends in, not doing AFC versus NFC, non-conference, brought it back, brought it off, yeah. brought it back. You know, I think no matter what they do, the Pro Bowl, and as much fun as some of those skill things are, they are still corny. And it is... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just... You could almost get rid of it and no one would care, to be honest. Yeah, it's true. Look, I don't know if it's something like, obviously we followed the game for a, a little while now, but I don't know if it used to have, as you said, more prestige to it. Like you, these older guys talk about like, yeah, this guy's a pro band. And I don't know what the games were actually like, but yeah, they've really become a bit of a non-event lately. Like the week itself, I'm sure is a bit of fun. Like you get to hang out with all these blokes, like people who get to go and watch. It's quite entertaining for in a sense, but yeah, as a viewing aspect yeah it's, it's pretty mediocre and as you said the other sports i mean they're trying and chopping and changing different things but you really there's no product i don't know that you could get out there that is just going to draw crowds no it's just it's just not doing it anymore and i think the concept of the all-star and you can see it is a clearly american thing like it does get oh yeah it do, they do try it now and again in other places i know we've tried some in some sports here but it just mm -hmm. never really took off i mean similar thing like you look at like the league one or like now they do the occasional Aussie rules one as well, but like just because yeah. of the contact and clubs don't really, you know, want guys taking part and there's a chance of injuries and people just, you know, it is just a bit of a hit and giggle really, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is. So look, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays. Obviously we've got a long time till there. 
I mean, it just feels like a filler between the week. And, and I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they ever brought the Super Bowl forward and it was just straight the week after and teams didn't have that whole extra week to sort of prepare and get ready, what impact that would have or what momentum teams would carry into the game. I, I don't know what difference that makes. Yeah, like I suppose you'd have to talk to some guys there about does – I mean, I'm sure like especially with injury-wise and things like that, mm, it, yeah, really, yeah. it would really allow some guys to get back. But I know a lot of the time like it would feel like a momentum killer. Like, fuck, I mean, we've sure, only played absolutely. like local footy and stuff like that. But I've always felt when you're in teams like that, whenever you're having a bye or, you know, the week off for finals or something, you come back the next week and you start absolute shocker in the first quarter. Like, I mean, professionals may be different, but that's just the vibe that you sort of get. And you do see no, that I feel sometimes. You. Yeah, There's- there's definitely, I mean, I suppose because both teams get it off, it's it, it's an even field. But yeah, you're right. You know, like when you play a prelim, if you miss the week and then play the prelim, like you kind of feel like, yeah, it's you got that pressure on you straight off the bat because you're the better better team and you've had the week yeah. off. Like you already have that in, in internal pressure and external pressure. Yeah, exactly. So, but it's interesting. We'll look at it long term. It should be a bit of fun though, at least, and we can sort of get behind it. Hopefully, as as, as we said, at least it just recognizes those guys. Uh, look, mm-hmm. another thing that I want to talk about, we touched on a bit last week about sort of like top quarterbacks and things like that. And I think with yep. the some of the shit fights that absolutely got thrown out this week, I wanted oh. to look in, what did you think about your bottom five quarterbacks at the moment? Like who is absolutely stinking up the joint? Yeah, bottom five. I saw a guy doing this. It might have been on TikTok as well. He had, oh, geez. Daniel Jones, I think, was second last, I think. Hmm. I mean, you put anyone behind that O-line, sometimes it's going to stink. Giants O-line just is, is reeking. Um, but, yeah, Jones is down there. Wentz, he had down there. Who Actually, I actually don't think he's been playing too badly, but he's down there. I'm trying to think of the other guys he sort of had down there. Trubisky was one of them. Russ, currently on form, you'd almost yeah. feature in there. <laughs> but, yeah, outside of that, I, I, I don't know. who is there anyone outside of that that you have definitely in your bottom five? I mean, Trubisky was one I wanted to bring up because I think like we saw over the weekend and we've seen over the previous times, it, it might be time to bring in Pickett. Hey, like Trubisky yeah, has, has sort of shown over the last three weeks, he he hasn't done too much. What are they, like one and two or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I haven't seen anything amazing from him. They haven't been able to put anything together. And I really think they may as well just benefit from putting in Pickett. Um, I mean, they haven't they didn't give up much to get Trubisky, did they? I don't think they even put in Rudolph, hey. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. I think Pickett, obviously, you're going to spend a first uh, oh, first round, was he? Late first, early second, probably. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to use that earlier pick on a guy like that, you, you surely have invested enough in him. You're going to have to do it. But I guess if they're too concerned about bringing him in too early. But, I mean, a couple more losses. I don't know. Looking ahead at their schedule, like if they just have nothing going on offense, they've actually got a decent like running back, wide receivers. The offensive line probably isn't what shaped up to what it used to be. But yeah. I mean, looking ahead, Jets, if they lose that, they're in strife because then they've got the Bills, the Bucks, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Saints, the Bengals, the Col- Like this, yeah. their, their ride is absolutely yeah. horrible over the course of the next month or two. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to bring him in, bring him in now because he needs to get through a tough slate. Shocking, yeah. Trubisky was one I didn't like. Um, probably Marcus Mariota. He's been an awful lately. I just think true. He, yes, he, he was hasn't one, shown yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Because I, I like we've seen him. He didn't work out at the Titans. He was a massive fraud as a Heisman. Clearly, you know, one of those guys that just can't translate to the um, pro yep. game. He backed up at um, Raiders. We thought it was going to work out. He's come to Atlanta, and he's got some really good weapons and some guys sitting around him. But I just I, I don't think he's been able to deliver. And I think again another guy that could be sitting there and Desmond Ritter. Mm could come away and start putting on some shows. Like, I mean, Marcus, 13 of 20, 229, one TD, one interception. I mean, it's it's not jumping off the table, is it really? And he just, just gets smacked. No, that's right. Jenna Smith is probably another one. And I saw someone tweet oh, out, yeah. like, the game the game that just gone, that Seahawks-Falcons, is pretty much almost a potential play for who's going to take the first guy in the draft. Now, be it CJ Stroud, be it, look, I don't know who's going to end up with it. maybe. That's right. Williams, yeah. Yeah, if he if he's able to go, I'm not sure if he's old enough yet or if he's been oh, there long true. enough. Yeah, he might be there another year. Yeah, Stroud, Stroud, Young, Levis from Kentucky, and then I mean Hendon Hooker. Obviously, he's not going to be. I don't think he's going to be a top prospect. He's very good in college, but I, I don't I don't think his game translates. But Levis is one that gets a bit of yeah. momentum at Kentucky. Um, but yeah, that game they're they're going to be two teams. Geno Smith isn't cutting the mustard. He's doing a job for, for now. 
but they're even, obviously even then it's not really like the first game no, he just no. frauded them out didn't he now the last <laughs> two games we've really found out what he's made of yeah that's true i suppose they didn't actually win this game so there's a bit of struggle there and i mean they've got they've, they've, they've built up that offensive line quite nicely they've got weapons still because they kept dk yeah, they'll be on the lookout. Atlanta will be on the lookout. So there's some teams that are definitely going to be looking for some QB class next year. Yeah, they'll be tanking. And I think the last one for me um, that we hadn't mentioned was Justin Fields. I think he's Ooh. I think he's pretty much slipping into that bottom five now after the weekend. I mean, even though they got the win over the Texans, uh, barely though. Like he was again, like they only win when he doesn't throw. And they, they fed Khalil Herbert, which was smart, but Christ. yeah. Well, yeah, I did see a stat today, and I'm just counting over it now. So what? First week, I know it was pissing rain, had 17 attempts. The second week, 11 attempts. Mm. Um, and the most recent week, he's 17. had 17 again. Yeah. So it's, what, 40-something attempts in three weeks. There's no trust there. No, mate, guys are putting 40 up in a game. Like, <laughs> Yeah, correct, exactly. If you're not trusting him to throw more than 15, 16 passes in a game, and he's only completing more 50%, half of them to the other team, yeah, bah, jeez, yeah. Lucky they've got a good running game because well, I mean, yeah, he's not even providing the running game either. So I think that's if you were going to let him throw ten times a game, at least get him mm. to run fifteen like Lamar does. But uh, uh, that's why I think I'm not seeing him having a future in the NFL at all. No, and it's going to be interesting because looking at their run coming up, Giants. I know Giants are two and one, but I mean they they could definitely mm. win that game. Mm-hmm. Vikings, I don't see them winning. Commanders, they could win. Patriots without potentially Mac Jones. They've got Falcons down the stretch, Jets. Like Bears could win more games than you expect, and, and I thought they were going to be absolutely horrendous. They've got a lot of money next year to throw around, so they'll be one to watch next year. There's a couple of teams that obviously we're going to look into the future, but, yeah, Fields really is pretty awful. Yeah, very good. All right, turning into the Week 3 review, as we said, a few dismal games. There were some very bad players, but there were some also some really good upsets as well that we really enjoyed. Look, Browns. Talking about QB stepping up, how about Jacoby Brissett? This guy oh, is the real deal, isn't he? Oh, 100%. I think this guy's setting the platform for the Brown season. If he can get a couple more wins, put him in a good position. Now, Deshaun hasn't played in a few years. It'll be super interesting to see what they do, how they sort of phase him into the starting role. I mean, yeah, he's obviously the better quarterback, you would say, but Brissett's yeah. playing at a level at the moment. I mean, with good weapons around him, Brown's roster like, is better than... Like last year, they just really flopped. For the roster that they have, they should be doing a lot better. And Murray Cooper is just a phenomenal addition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brissett, hats off to the bloke and he's doing a fantastic job. Well, I mean, it shows you can actually be a backup quarterback and come in and take the lead role. Like It's clearly not not as hard as these other guys are making it out to be, is it? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Now with the Browns, it's going to be an interesting one because we've just seen that Miles Garrett's been involved in a car crash. Now, how much of an impact does that make on their defense? Oh, massive. He is the cornerstone of that defense, um, play caller and things like that. So if they lose him, it's not the end of the world. You know, you've got guys like Jadavion Clowney. Um, I'm not sure. I think Oruzu Karamoa might have been injured recently as well. Yeah, but, he's been good lately, but I don't know. Yeah, you're right. He potentially was injured. Yeah, as well. Like good secondary, good line. Um, but, you know, it's it's the similar, like you look at the Steelers and you look at a guy like TJ Watt, like you just take oh, that yeah. big piece out. And it changes the whole dynamic of that, doesn't it? I mean, you can see with Pittsburgh the last two games or whatever, they just haven't been as great and they're going to struggle because of that on defense. So I think it certainly changes the dynamic um, and just just that aura around them, as we've always said. It's always that vibe of that big, scary guy sitting up front that takes the double teams, takes the pressure away, still gets the sacks and things like that, but then also allows the other guys around him to eat as well. Yeah, that's right. So I think if it has the same impact as TJ Watt has on the Steelers, they could be in a bit of strife. Looking to another stinker. How about the Raiders? 0-3. They lose to the Titans. Give the Titans their first win as well. Uh, I mean, kind of close towards the end. They tried to make a comeback there. But for a team that made, you know, basically didn't lose anyone, made all those additions like Adams and things like that. Derek Carr's supposed to be an actual good quarterback as well. People are mm-hmm. talking about him for MVP. Yep. They sit at 0-3. Is their season done? Yes. Oh, I 100% believe it's done. Looking at the next bit. You're, if you can beat them this week, then they've got the Chiefs, Texans, Saints. Okay, so it's not all doom and gloom, but yeah, zero and three. They're one of the worst looking teams in the NFL at the moment. Now, I wonder if Devontae Adams is, is he kicking himself? Like, well, I mean, <laughs> 10, 10 targets. He's still getting the targets, but five yep. catches for 36 yards. It's not the kind of game we see from him. Like, Mac Holland's outplayed him. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know where well, they go from here. 
Mac Hollins bounded out, what, 158 yards. Mm-hmm. He had a big long one for 60. Both picked up a TD. Look, I suppose like Adams, it's going to take time, obviously, to get back with Carr. And you can see that he's obviously looking for him a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it potentially that he might be looking for him too much in the situations where other guys are open, but he goes to Adams because he's feeling pressured or he's or he just thinks that's, you know, that's a 50-50 throw. I'll just go for it and see what happens. Yeah, just toss it up. Look, that's probably the case. I think that first week he really balled out and, yeah. Well, I think well, if he still catches gonna... all 10, he's going to go for a mile, isn't he? Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, I guess I haven't watched – like, I guess I can't comment on how the throws were if they were underthrown. If he's actually genuinely just dropped them, like, he's probably probably been some a few poor throws, a few tough ones, like really strong one-on-ones. But, yeah, from here, the Raiders aren't making a dent at all. Yeah, well, because we look into one of their AFC West rivals who went down as well, the Chiefs and the Colts. Again, the AFC South picked up after their stocks went down last week. Indianapolis, they win. Uh, the comeback on Matt Ryan, uh, like, look, credit to him. He went out, he played safe ball, 200-odd yards, no interceptions. Um, JT did all right, but it was, you know, it was on the Chiefs. They weren't able to put any scoreboard pressure on these guys. No, 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 absolutely. They're struggling. I saw Travis Kelsey apologizing to the fan base. So, like, I assume he must have dropped, I don't know, a touchdown or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, we talked about, I know he's still putting up yards and he's still putting up stats, but he still truly hasn't found that number one receiver that he's lacking in Tyreek Hill. We're seeing Hill ball out for Miami. Mm. We're seeing blokes like Smith Schuster, Veldes Gantling struggling to make a dent and really solidify themselves as that work at wide receiver one. Yeah. He's, he's just got nothing. And we look at it again, they've just got no run game again, either. Like Clyde is just a fraud of a running back. He's not doing too much. Yeah. And it's just, it's just not allowing them to get away. I suppose Ball possession as well. They fumbled the ball a lot over the weekend. Um, and you just got to look at their defense. It's never been an amazing defense either. So if yeah. you allow some of these teams like a sniff, they just won't go away. You really need to get these guys early. What the Chiefs need to do is they need to build a lead early and just put them to mm. the sword like in the first or second quarter and then just maybe sit on it, pad the lead with some field goals over the next couple um, quarters to then, you know, because guys like Indianapolis, and they're not going to run up scores quickly, are they? But if you put them on... 20 or 30 on them in the first half, they're dead. Yeah, that's right. They're not going to be chasing down high scores. But, yeah, Chiefs, I guess, in the past were able to get themselves in a pissing contest and go, look, if they're going to score on us, we're eventually going to get a stop eventually, but we'll back our offense to to get in the end zone. They got in the end zone probably a lot more than most other teams did every year. Um, But, yeah, you're right. Against the Colts, and this is kind of the Colts we expected preseason to be a hard-nosed defense. Not putting up huge numbers, but Ryan's doing enough to get them over the line. So, look, one, one, and one through three weeks probably isn't the start they wanted, but in that division, they're still capable of winning. So, it's all right. Another game that we should probably touch on as well was the Buffalo Miami. That was wild. I mean, Miami is clearly showing that they are one of the best. I think they're top of the table, actually, at the moment. And, like, they survived the butt pun as well, of all things. I mean, that was just a wild <laughs> one, wasn't it? Oh, man, that guy's got an... Yeah, I mean, first we had the butt fumble years ago, but this just took the cake. This was fantastic. Um, I guess if you look at this game from the outside without seeing any of it, the stats were just dominated by Buffalo. Offensively, oh. absolutely dominated. Passing first downs, 21 to 8. Rushing first downs, 9 to 1. Third down efficiency, 11 from 18 compared to 3 from 8. Fourth down efficiency, Bills were 2 from 3. Total plays, 90 compared to 39 more than double the yardage like oh, look I, yeah I, I this is just mind-blowing if you showed me that without showing me the score i would say they've cleaned up like 40 minutes of possession compared to 19 yeah is it that miami defense is so good or i, I like i don't know what happened here. we well, saw two obviously went down with the knockout but he came back out which is questionable well, yeah, that was interesting. I mean, he only went out for a couple of plays as well. I think Teddy didn't even – oh, Teddy only threw twice. So, yeah, you know, and he didn't even yeah. make a completion. But yeah, you, you look at these and they obviously just scrambled enough and did enough to put enough pressure on these guys. I mean, they obviously gave away so much ball. Um, but I don't know. It just sort of shows that these guys – I mean, this is what winners do. They grind out and they eke out these tidy, untidy wins. Because, you know, it's easy to go out and pound someone into the earth 40 to nil with 400 yards. But yeah. if you literally can't get over someone that is literally just putting the sticks on you, that's where it is. And I think that's that's where Buffalo showed last year where they struggled in those close games. You know, like remember that Titans game and things like that oh, where they yeah. blew it on the tight? Mm-hmm. You know, like I like them. They go for the risky stuff. But 
it it always seems to come back to bite them because they just can't convert in the clutch as good. Yeah, I think in those one score games I was reading there, what, 0 and 7 or something ridiculous? Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, yeah, th- th- that's going to be interesting because I guess we play, like the Ravens play Buffalo this week. And I mean, we've played Miami, we lost to Miami, but I mean, we, we were probably the better team in that game for 90% of the game, 80, 90% of the game. Hmm. We just didn't do enough to get the win and Miami were good enough to get the win and they've done enough here again. Is is that is that able to be produced in the future for Miami? Are they going to be able to continue to do this and get away with wins? Um, or will they slip up a little bit further just like just because teams are going to work them out a little? Yeah, well, I think that's what that's what the sign of a championship team is. They've been tested early, and if they can keep fighting these tests, these guys will be there at the pointy end of the season. And it's a crazy flip to see. I mean, you look at some of these guys, Dolphins, Eagles, you know, then even the Jags, like they're not teams that we expected to see winning these mm. good games like they are winning at the moment. So yep. it's interesting to see. A couple other ones to touch on. Look, Packers Buckers was but Packers Bucks was a great <laughs> game. Um, Aaron Rodgers v Brady. It wasn't so much about the offense, though. It was a lot on the defense. Yeah. Um, but they still made great throws, these guys. There were a lot of great offensive players, but it was down to the defenses. Like, there were so many fumbles. I don't know if you saw. There was a great one yeah. with Vita Vey. He dropped back in. He actually dropped back into the secondary <laughs> and knocked him out on the one-yard line and peanut punched that thing. And that saved a certain touchdown. That was a huge one. And, I mean, it was even the comeback. He almost got it, Tom Brady. He almost did enough to get the win, but just missed out. Yeah, he did. And look, look, they, they missed offensive weapons. They really struggled without some of their star wide receivers. You could see that. But yeah, mm. look, Packers defense has showed up. They 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 absolutely dominated, mauled them. And like, yeah, but I mean, as we said, after week one, you can't write the Packers off after week one. They're still there. They're still good enough. Aaron's still playing. So look, they're back in contention. I think people were very quick to write him off as they always are. Oh, man, they always love to kick a man wise down. Now, I suppose it would be remiss of us to not touch on our own games. <laughs> um, <laughs> ours included. I mean, it was a fucking shit show. Like, as you said, I was in all sorts Monday morning, barely hanging on to dear life. But And watching this game did not help at all. Like, this was an absolute shit show. This is this was an ugly... If you want to look at an ugly win, this was ugly. 11 to 10. Wilson was just absolute dog shot. I mean, even Garoppolo was pretty bad too. Uh, like not the defenses were good, but I don't. I think it was more the offensive letdowns, like the three and outs, the missed throws, the drop catches. It was just ugly, ugly. Oh, it was horrible. Russell is just not looking to be worth what you guys have paid him so far, so far. So look, there's there's still time. Garoppolo's safety that I saw Dan Olovsky was was saying finally someone oh, else has done it, yeah. but that was that was horrible. I mean, that got you the win in the end, basically. Yep. It did. And, I mean, you look at the guys, the, the players of the game, really, were the punters. I mean, Mitch Wisniewski, he went all down. He had about seven punts. Our guy punted like 10 or 11 times as well, which I think is a record for the most times a punter has kicked in a winning side. <laughs> yeah, that's actually unbelievable. Look, killed it. Six inside the 20. And I don't know who this Cody Waitman from the Western Bulldogs are good. Yeah. <laughs> Corliss Waitman now. That is a man I've never seen before. Mississippi State. Yeah, look, he, he's done a phenomenal job. He's got to be player of the match there. But... I don't know. For you guys going forward, what's your outlook for the next few weeks? You've got a lowly Raiders coming up that are hungry for a win, then Colts, Chargers, Jets, Jaguars. Yeah. Look, I think we really need to pick it up because whatever's going on, like the, whether it's the play calling, um, you know, it's the timing, whatever, it's just something's not working and you got to figure it out now because, again, we're getting away with it, but we could quite easily be 0 3 here, really. I mean, we lost, lost the Seahawks first week which, you know, really they've shown in the past couple of weeks that they are not actually that good and we made them look fantastic. We made Geno Smith look good. Yeah, you have. And your, your defense is only going to hold you up for so long and they are very, very good, mm. mind, let me say. But, yeah, you're going to come up against teams that are capable of putting up enough points to challenge you to really have to push your offense. I mean, yeah, looking at a guy that put up points, fuck me. Lamar Jackson, looking at you really? guys to round it off, totaled the Patriots. They must feel good to go out there and absolutely whack them. Yeah, it's really nice. Look, the question still begs, when are we going to pay this guy? Because he's just making his, his his point to get paid even more. So they probably could have got away with saving a few bucks earlier in the season. But like what, accounting for five total touchdowns, he now has more total touchdowns this season than 30 of the other 30, what, 31 franchises? Or 29 of the 30 franchises? <laughs> so, yeah, look, it's... it's he, I'm, I'm really happy to see him playing back to his potential. He is a very good quarterback. 
and he's starting to work on, I guess he's been working on those throws over the last few years and they're starting to work out really nicely. Rushing still there. Our, I guess our biggest disappointment is still going to be the defense. Like yeah, normally we're known for the defense, but we're getting burnt. We've got too many kids out there at the moment. Our depth really struggles and we're still getting injured. I don't know what the fuck's going on, um, <laughs> but we just cop injuries left, right and center. Speaking of injuries, I, I, I did see Mac Jones went down with an injury and mm. I feel sorry for him. So I don't know what's the Patriots going forward are going to be pretty poor. Well, I mean, I was looking at this. Bailey Zappi's out there. Hey, so does ah, he come yes. in? Does he come in? Or you look at, um, trying to think about who their third stringer is. Uh, might be McCoy or Brian Hoyer. Brian, Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. Oh, man, the journeyman. He has just hung on for dear life for a long time. No, look, I'd love to see Zappy. We know Zappy's a good friend of Tommy Ellard from the show. Mm. So we'd love to have Bailey on one time in the future, and hopefully <laughs> we can. But look, to see him get his time, like the man can play. He played, killed it at Western Kentucky, and we want to see it translate into the big time. Yeah, well, he's just one of those quarterbacks who comes out. He's just a gunslinger, isn't he? Like, he's not one of the running quarterbacks out of college. He just throws ball. Whether he can stand up to sort of the secondaries and the pressure of the NFL, that's to be sorted because he was in a fairly lackluster division. Probably not as speedy, but, I mean, you know, at this sort of point, I mean, he might, they might, I think, probably look at it. Surely Brian Hoyer goes in for the next week or two, depending on how bad Mac Jones is. If Mac Jones probably gets like done long term, maybe you start looking towards Zappy. But I don't know because look, Mac didn't have the greatest game either. No touchdowns, three interceptions, and he certainly hasn't. Set, I think he's leading the league in interceptions as well. So he certainly hasn't started the year great. No, um, and we know he was pretty much tormented at the end of last year as well. So he's not gonna. I don't know. I don't want to say he's not the future, but certainly at the moment he certainly is. Unless he starts putting up Stafford like numbers, I think he needs something to, you know make those interceptions worthwhile. Yeah, it looks pretty questionable at the current. So, yeah, look, they're upcoming games. I mean, there's going to be some few tests there, and I can't see them winning too many of the next three games. So, Patriots season could be on the skids pretty early. Yeah, easy done. So, looking at this week, um, we've got our back with our player awards. So, we've got the rookie watch, everyone's favourite rookies. Uh, A few of them balled out, actually. There's been some guys that are absolutely dominating. Not so much the quarterbacks as we're sort of used to, but... Looking at the position players, who have you got this week for your rookie? Now, I've gone a guy that I actually, I think we talked about in when we talked about the draft, and there was not a huge amount of safeties out there. We know Kyle Hamilton went first to the Ravens, but it's not a position of high need or high, high in the taking in the draft. Now, there's been a few that has dominated lately, but I've gone for Jalen Pitra from the Texans, Oregon boy. Uh, so this week he had eight total tackles, five solo, one sack, two tackles for loss, two pass defense. And. Uh, two interceptions now, Ben. That if you you tell me that that's mm. not absolutely stud. Like Houston Texans have gone out and picked up two studs on defense. Um, obviously they've got the first guy in Stingley pick three, but Pitcher's one in the secondary. They've really nailed. Now they haven't been winning that much, but future's looking a little bit brighter, and I think Pitcher's crucial to that. Yeah, and he's going to see a lot of ball on defense, isn't he? So. Flip into the offense. I've gone with Chris Olive Oil Alave. He has come out <laughs> and killing it for us. Like he's playing on our fantasy as well. We're loving what he's doing. Uh, Saints, not amazing, but as we sort of saw, famous Jameis is just pumping the footies out there. So the wide receivers are eating. As long as it's going to them and not the opposition, they'll get plenty of yards. But you're looking at him, Olive Oil. He got nine of twelve catches for 147 yards. So he just had a he had a great day out, and he basically led their offense, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Well, look, I think we've kind of been blindsided by just looking at the one Ohio State product when we know that there's two. We've seen Garrett Wilson through the first two weeks, and yes, he has been fantastic. But Olave, Mr. Oil, has been bloody good, and this week really showed he look is the future for them. Michael Thomas is still obviously very good, so their wide receiver core is really nice. Yeah, they've got something growing out there in New Orleans. So moving on to our offensive player of the week. Uh, look, again, another wide receiver for myself. I've gone Devontae Smith. The fly- Eagles are flying high at the moment, and this man is leading the charge as well. Eight of 12 catches, 169 yards, and a touchdown. Plus he got up for some few, some monster ones, didn't he? I mean, there's just guys going out and playing, playing catch awesomely. I mean, we didn't even talk about Pickens or that one-handed catch that might have dethroned oh. OBJ. But Smith went up there and he climbed over two guys to get the huge one to bring him down to the one-yard line and then finish it off with a touchdown straight after. So, I mean, but this guy is getting absolutely fed by Hurts and it's just leading the Eagles renaissance at the moment. 
Yeah, it is. Look, he, he mossed some blokes out there, and it was ridiculous. And I guess that's the thing for the Eagles now. Like, Hertz has got the luxury of, like, I mean, if Smith's not firing, like, AJ Brown's out there firing as mm. well. So, such a luxury. Like, playing behind that line, Hertz just has so much time to work with. So many, like, these receivers, good release, good route running. They're going to dominate. But, yeah, Smith was electric this week. But, yeah, I can't, we did gloss over the fact of Pickens' unbelievable catch. He did say he's open 99% of the time. Man wasn't wrong. Oh, it wasn't even open, but he still got it and just, <laughs> oh, oh, delicious. You can't get any better than that. No, you can't. And, yeah, he's, look, he's phenomenal. Devonta Smith, definitely. I mean, this is, Eagles have had some gun players. They had, obviously, the best defensive player last week in Slay and now on the other side of the ball. Who was your offensive player of the week? Uh, my offensive player of the week, now I have to be a bit biased here, but there is for good reason. Now I've gone Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is playing out of his skin at the moment. We mentioned his stats before. He's leading the leagues in for passing touchdowns. He also has led the league in passer rating with 119. Now, look, I can't, he's obviously playing for a contract. We know that. Um, but he's leading our – he's carrying our team. Like, we're scoring enough points to get over the top because our defense is struggling. But he's just putting – strapping the shoulders, putting the team on his back and just saying, let's fucking go, boys. We've got this. So – I think if he continues on this trend, he's making a case, along with Jalen Hurts, who we just mentioned before, for a strong MVP case. Yeah, it's it's they're playing well out there, aren't they? It's just crazy. The running quarterback is back. I mean, I know guys are always like, uh, they're always tentative with these guys when they come out of college. But as we said, guys that have worked on their arm strength, they use their running to an advantage and don't you know get overawed and just think they need to run straight away. They've actually showed that they can ball out Hurts, Lamar, even Josh Allen to a point. Like these guys are going to go far and they're going to become the next generation of quarterbacks easily. Oh, yeah, 100%. You bang on there. Now, it's funny. I was just thinking about it then. We have previously said on the show, and historically, it's probably true Alabama quarterbacks normally aren't translating that well to the game, I guess, across the years that we've seen. Now, we've got three guys in there at the moment. Two are currently undefeated, two are 3 0, and Hurts are 3 0. I mean, the teams they're in are very good. But, yeah, Alabama's still producing. Yeah, Nick knows his boys. So, moving on to that, who was your defensive player of the week? Uh, my defensive player of the week. Now, I found this difficult. Like, there was a lot of guys out there. Now, this one's one that's come back from injury. is his second year, but he, doesn't, he didn't really play a huge amount in his first years. JC Horn. I think his passer rating has been phenomenal. I think he's one of the top corners in the league at the moment. Um I mean, didn't statistically have a phenomenal day, but I guess he didn't allow too many uh, too many catches, had an intercept, and they got the W. So JC Horn, I think, has been fantastic for the Panthers. Huge. Now looking for me uh, on the defense, another game that I watched that was an absolute offensive shocker, but at least this time the defense was putting it on. Skipped a bit of class to watch this on Tuesday, but it was Demarcus Lawrence from the Cowboys. <laughs> now he landed six tackles and three sacks, but he was essentially just leading the Cows D all day long until he had to go out and uh, midway in the third, I think it was. And you could really tell that when he went off, the Giants actually were able to gain a little bit of ascendancy and put a little bit of pressure on the Cowboys. So um, and basically that whole Cowboys defense, they just got all over the top of Jones and just didn't allow him to go anywhere. I think, I don't know how many pressures Lawrence got himself, but essentially the whole Cows defense itself put on the most pressures on a QB, I think in history or something like that. It was something ridiculous. He was pressured like over 20 or 30 times. Yeah, it's and he just, he just had nowhere to go. And this was all Demarcus Lawrence. You could see he was the backbone of it. Because as soon as he went out, the whole game dynamic changed. So he's my guy for this week. Yeah, that's fantastic. Look, yeah, their defense was arcing electric. And like the Giants' def- offensive line, as we said before, they go out and make changes. Like Evan Neal has been a little bit disappointing for such a high pick and such a high prospect defensive tackle. Give him time. But mm. Andrew Thomas is the shining light on that team at the moment, which is weird to say because previous years people have been banging on about him struggling. Yeah, got shown up. So moving on, we're heading back to the ticket board to uh, check out what's been going well on the Stonks this week. So... Who's trending up for you uh, this week, Spoon? Uh, I have got Philadelphia Eagles, PHI, mm. ticker, ticker code. Now, I said in our preview with Michael earlier in the year, and he was very bullish, and you, I think you were in agreement with me. They were going to take the East. We didn't say they were going to take the fucking NFC like they have been, but <laughs> they're every chance to. Their schedule, I actually don't think they f- play anyone too difficult in terms of who how they're going at the moment until they see the Packers later in the season. They were $3, $3 something to win the East when I got on them. Um, unfortunately, I've done it in a whole multi for every division at once. 
um, which is going to see a few guys slip up for me. But Philly have been fantastic. We said it earlier. We were happy with them. We love them to take the East. And they've, I think, look, I think they may as well have already won it. Yeah, huge by then. They've been good. Uh, for me, trending up, a little bit left field this week. Uh, it's the Microsoft Surfaces. You may have been seeing the blue <laughs> iPads getting around on the sideline over the past couple of years. They're doing well, but they get treated a little bit poorly by some of the guys out there. Tom Brady has certainly made his uh, he's made his distinguishers known and thrown a few out. Um, look, Brady threw two, broke another two last weekend against the Packers, and I know the Bills' offensive coordinator also threw hands with his after that end of that game. So the NFL has actually come out and said finally that there will now be significant fines to anyone that destroys the surface. So, look, the blue, the boys in blue, they're going to be happy. They don't have to get their screens replaced at the Chinese phone shop anymore. Um, that's why I think their stonks are going to go up because they're going to actually be able to live past a week now. <laughs> now, do you think Microsoft would be happy with that sort of exposure that they're getting? I know their things are getting destroyed, but, like, they're out there. They're in the news. They're on everything that you see to do with football. Yeah, well, and they're actually now calling the Microsoft Surfaces instead of the blue iPads. So I think they're happy with that one. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. So the name is definitely getting out. That's fantastic. So uh, who are you bullish on this week? Who are you selling? Oh, man, I'm absolutely selling Russ's cooking. That has been horrendous. The man needs to go get a MasterChef lesson or something because he is absolutely turning in some dog shite. For the third week in a row, Danger Russ has absolutely struggled to click. As I said, it's whatever it is, it's the play calling, it's his connection with the wide receivers, it's his movement in the pocket. Like he's not even getting sacked that much or pressured over. He just misses throws. Like um, he got another no passing t- touchdowns this week. He's only had two touchdowns and one interception for the whole year, nine sacks. He's averaged about 247 yards. And I mean, that's taking in like a 380 yarder in week one. So the mm-hmm. next two weeks have been rubbish. I mean, I think his passer rating is like below 50 or whatever, which is supposed to be raw garbage. And I mean, as we said, for 250 million, that is not a plate of dinner that I want to be eating for 250. I mean, I know I, I can go out and pay 250 and get asked and get like a little uh, circle of cream corn or something and from Salt Bay, and I would way prefer that over Danger Russ. So, oh, yeah, yeah he's sell Russell. Yeah, I think that's a fair sell. Yeah, he has been absolutely struggling lately. Now, yeah, of that $250 million, how much is guaranteed? Uh, it's probably a fair bit, to be honest, knowing yeah, us. Yeah, that, <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, like I guess we talked about the signing we were really excited for, and I know you were super oh, excited. Yeah. And fair enough, too. Like his, his ability is very good, but we didn't, like, I guess you expect a decline as they get older, but I don't know if it's an adjustment, but, yeah, really just struggling at the moment. Yeah. What about yourself? Who are you selling this week? Uh, I have gone TRF. This is to do with turf football fields. Now, we saw Sterling Sterling Shepard end his season very abruptly on a really nothing play. Like, he was sort of running around, was pulling up, and just ACL, boom, gone. To players, OBJ especially, is really voicing their opinions on the turf field, saying get rid of them, have grass. Like, these are too sti- like they're too sticky, I guess, the resistance on the foot. You're seeing injuries. I guess it'd be interesting to see the stats on this, but yeah, turf fields have got to go. Why don't you have grass? Well, I mean, look, what other sport are we talking about turf toe every second week? I mean, these guys have mm-hmm. always got it. You've got guys that are changing directions all the time. Like, it's just silly. I mean, and again, throwing back to our local footy days, we've played, we've been the pleasure of playing touch footy out in the turf fields out at Singapore um, mm-hmm. City Mall Oval. Uh, shout out to those guys. Absolute shocking. Hated playing on every minute of it. And again, this is just a 30-minute game of touch footy. These guys are actually going out there and playing like actual tackle contact (laughs) sports, you know, like as is just a bit of slap and giggle stuff. And we even hated it. So, you know, I don't know how these guys do it. They've got clearly got the money that they'd be able to care for the grass and have the keepers out. So every other professional sport uses it. I don't know why these guys don't. Yeah, it's a really strange number for me. So there, that's on the decline. Wild. Anyway, so that's our player awards for the week. Let's look forward to week 14 to some good matchups, which kicks off with the Thursday night football game. The Bengals v. the Dolphins. Now you're looking at the Bengals. They come back from their 0-2 start. They just get over the Jets. I mean, they actually got over them pretty well, to be honest. Um, started to get some cogs firing. But do you think they make the trip to Miami? Do they stand a chance? Uh, look, they've come out. They're going to be wearing the uh, white uniforms, which I absolutely love. Oh, sexy. Uh, where is this one? Are you sure? Is this, this is in Cincinnati, isn't it? Oh, I'm reading it backwards then. Yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, no, look, yeah. Sometimes it is confusing. I get the way they put it. But yeah, this one is in Cincinnati. 
I mean, they're offensively firing. They last week they showed that where they're at. Their offense is still there. They've got the weapons. I, I don't know. Miami has done very well to get three and zero. I do not mind the play of taking the white hot Cincinnati Bengals in their white tiger uniform. Yeah, could come away with a sneaky one. Hey, I look, it'll be interesting to see. I think the, the way the Dolphins are rolling, this could be a bit of a slip up for the for them with the Bengals coming in. They're just starting to get going. Um, but I mean, look, the way the Bengals' defense has been as well, I don't know. Could they stop two at a time? That's the issue. Yeah, I guess that is the problem. Now I know they lost one of their main defensive tackles, which is that's going to be an issue for them. And um, so they've still got capable guys, but yeah, whether they can stop two, if he is playing, like the biggest question is, will two be fine to come back? And I guess that puts a question on whether should they have brought him back into the game the other week. Yeah, well, that's it. Uh, then you're looking at, we do also have a, uh, what are we looking at? Early Monday morning. So Sunday for us, the Vikings of the Saints uh, coming through. That one should be interesting. I think the Vikings roll through here. You're looking at the Saints going, they could probably put up some points on this Vikings team. I think, you know, we know that the Vikings aren't the greatest defensive unit out there, but looking at these two sort of offenses, I think they're going to trade blows and it's going to be who can score the most points. And for me, that would be the Vikings. Yeah, I like the Vikings here. I, I, feel, yeah, I guess Saints are a team and over the last few years, you kind of peg them out and you say they're no, and then they just come out and this is the kind of game that they do show up for and win. But you're right, I'd edge the Vikings here. Yeah, a few more big ones to look at. I think an interesting one will be the Eagles and the Jags. Now, we don't talk too much about the Jags, but they've been sneaking along quite well. And I think Trevor Lawrence is showing him why people thought he was a bona fide generational QB. They've slowly started getting some more pieces around. They're getting it rolling. They've gotten rid of the kook that is Urban Meyer. So someone's actually up there (laughs) calling plays, proper plays, and they're getting a ball rolling. I don't think it's going to be enough to stop the Eagles, especially out at Philadelphia. I think Philly at home is going to be a really tough travel this year, but I certainly think that they're going to be able to push the Eagles a little bit. And, you know, let's, let's test them a little bit. Let's give them a little bit of run for their money. And let's see how they go. Yeah. Well, look, they've improved on defense and I guess that is the reasoning why. And I guess Lawrence is benefiting from this too. And a man who isn't too much of a stranger to Philadelphia is Doug Peterson, the coach. Uh, like, I guess he's gone into Jaguars and he has, made some changes and made changes for the good. Like they're looking good. They're rolling. And I love this matchup. I really hope it's a close one or like, I hope Jags are back. Yeah. Massive. Again, looking at your boys, you're taking on the bills. You've got them at home. Now I think the issue with you, you're going to cop a really angry bill, aren't you? Are you going to be able to handle their horns? That for me, they might get over W, but we've seen Lamar in these big games. That man just loves to come out and play for his home crowd. Well, that's right. I guess, as you just said, I was worried. Yeah, after coming off a loss, they've got a lot of points to prove. I think they just signed Xavier Rhodes, so I think there's a concern there at corner. If Lamar can exploit that, which he's been pretty good at lately, look, we can get over the top of them, but I'm worried about coming off a loss. The Bills will not take that lightly. We've got to cover Stefan Diggs, which is a problem in itself. Well, I think when you look at like his other, other guys, like Knox and all that sort of stuff, I think they could be quite good. But looking at the Bills at the moment, I think Micah Hyde's gone on to injured reserve. So their secondary is decimated at the moment. It's those young guys you could pick off. And especially now that Lamar's showing that he can throw out, I think you could really target some of those guys and find some space for Batman and um, Andrews and the likes to get open. Yeah, well, look, that's what I'm really hoping. I guess this Kaya Elam that's come in as, as a rookie has actually been really good for them. But yeah, as you said, Hyde's out. I think Jordan Poyer might even be out as well. Mm. So I guess that's why they've picked up Xavier Rhodes. But yeah, I think that's the thing we need to exploit the most and we need to get that running game going again. I think we can't just rely heavily on Lamar. It'd be interesting to see Dobbins, how they use him this week and how, what I guess our offensive line struggling, especially with injury, what we do with Von Miller. Yeah, uh, he's going to be a tough cookie to crack. Looking at an AFC West matchup, we Broncos take on the Raiders at home. I think this is going to have to be a statement game for both of them. Russ needs to either come out and stop doing up dog shit or actually serve a Michelin five-star. Or the Raiders going to get their head out of their ass and get from the pokey room and actually start playing some football. Oh, look, yeah, I think, yeah, fuck it. This is just, yeah, this, this, I know we've I kept banging on about different teams. Like this is the one they could turn up and win. But yeah, being zero and three, the Raiders are desperate, desperate for a win. You guys have been poor. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to lean the Raiders here on this one at home. Look, I'd have to a bit too, but it's it's going to be interesting. Hey, like I just, 
I don't know. This would be the one. It's like who could lose it first. I feel like this is one of those games. You know, neither of these teams are out here to win it. It's just who can do the dumbest thing first. So yeah, this is true. I guess if they can put the points up on the board, it'd be interesting to see if, you're, if they put points up early. Yeah. Can you can you then claw, claw that back? No, nah, probably not. To be honest, and I hate to say it, but <laughs> well, it might just be the loss we need to have. Uh, finally, looking at the Chiefs v the Bucks, that'll be another fun game. Brady has to go up against the next best quarterback in the league. He's gone Rogers yep. now into Mahomes. I think again, Chiefs. I don't know how do they bounce back. There's been a lot of arguments between players and coaches. We saw oh, that yeah, on the field yeah. over the weekend. The play calling has been obviously a little bit of an issue. Uh, sore point on the offense. I think this may be somewhere the Bucks might be able to capitalize because they've shown that, yes, they struggled offensively last week, but I think that was more of just whatever was happening out of the ground, both teams could not hold on the ball. There was just fumbles no. going everywhere. Well, guys were just hitting yeah. it perfectly. So I think the Bucks they're in a good mood at the moment um, and they might be able to sort of capitalize on the Chiefs' weakness. But as we sort of said, these teams like to bounce back and they like to bounce back hard. Like Mahomes hates staying down and you can see him coming back. And wanting to put one over again, Brady. Again, this is probably the swan song for Brady. So he's just going to tick off, need to tick off the quarterbacks on his list before he finishes up for the year. Otherwise, he's got to go home and face Giselle and the kids. And he just clearly does not want to do that. No, that's right. He's avoiding the home life as much as humanly possible. We'll see if he can keep the surfaces back intact this week. It'd be interesting to see if he just goes out and breaks another one. Well, interesting thing with this one as well. Now, there's a huge hurricane, I believe, down in Tampa Bay. Ah, so at yes. the moment, I believe Buccaneers are out in Miami training. They are, yeah. Yep. So not quite sure actually where the game will be. I think they've got to make a decision on whether it is actually in Tampa Bay. Yeah. But could be sort of a neutral ground, so no home ground advantage for either. Uh, and then finally, to wrap up the week, we have another divisional showdown with the 49ers hosting the Rams. Now, I think, again, the uh, 49ers... Not a bad team all over. Jimmy Garoppolo has clearly shown that he's not bad, but he's also not good. Now, again, whether that is because he's... Again, there's a lot of rumours as well about he hasn't been shown the playbook because they didn't expect him to be here this year. Um, you know, he hasn't really taken any first-team runs at all, so he's just so clunky. And you can see that out there. Like, there's just so many miscues. Uh, and against, the again, a crazy defence like the Rams, I think they could struggle again. Yeah, I think they do struggle, and I don't think they get over the top. The Rams have been a little sloppy lately. I don't think they've been potentially what their best was last year. But, yeah, I think their best this week is going to be too good for the 49ers. Yeah, something like the Rams. I mean, the only way that they sort of get up is that they pressure Stafford. I mean, we know Stafford mm. is a walking interception machine. So. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We might get on the bet there for over, well, just to throw it. To, in the yeah. <laughs> so, but looking at that, I think that's where they need to get on them early and they need to start clicking because, again, these are all guys that know each other, but it's obviously just whatever playbook they're using that Garoppolo just does not know. He just does not know what's going on. So hopefully after a couple of weeks in the first team seat, He's been able to figure it out. So, and we look forward to that one too. And that'll wrap out week four. That is super exciting. Now, talking of a week four, if we before we quickly go, uh, college football. Oh, yes. Uh, Huge. Uh, both our teams are currently situated in the uh, upper echelon in the top 10. Tennessee getting the win over Florida. Look, they gave us a few scares, but it looked good out of checkerboard Nayland. Uh, Georgia had a bit of a scare against Kent State. Like, <laughs> There's some weird results this week. Now, we talked about Clemson, Wake Forest. Clemson scraped home in double overtime. Wake Forest really put it to them, so we liked that. Texas was upset by Texas Tech. Uh, mm. Just going down the board here, Texas A&M got the one over Arkansas. Probably the biggest so, one had to be the Middle Tennessee versus Miami game. Now, Miami oh, is dead in the water now after that, losing to the Blue Raiders. Um, I don't think there is any way they can come back from that. I mean, Middle Tennessee balled out. This Cunningham guy, over 400 yards, oh. like an, just an absolute nobody. Uh, Miami, the U, as per usual, fails to deliver. I think they've just never been any good since Dwayne left them. No, well, that's right. Dwayne <laughs> <laughs> the Rock. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I had to think about that one. I was like, Dwayne. But, yeah, look, they're struggling. And it's funny when you, I guess, you look at – Teams' losses during the season. I know once they lose a few games, they're out of contention for championships and all those sort of things. But it has an implication on recruiting. Now, guys that have already committed might go, fuck, there's not, there's, this isn't looking as good. There's other teams that I was liking that are looking a little better. The situation's looking a little nicer. I might go and find my way over there. So it'd be nice if uh, a few of their guys, because they've got some studs that have committed for next year. So if we could see some decommit and might find their way to USC or Tennessee. 
Yeah, and I think the final game that sort of went down to the wire that we sort of talked about could be a good one was the Arkansas-Texas A&M. Now, Texas A&M scraped by with the win. Um, they came back in the last uh, the last time scoring some touchdowns and some field goals, but it was the end of the game. There was multiple missed field goals in a row. Oh. I think Arkansas had two chances to sort of go. Texas A&M had one chance to put it out in front, and they just all missed. And I think, you know, for a team that's... Look, both are three and one, but I think unfortunately for that, that puts the Arkansas out of contention. They're in the top ten, but now they're gone. Yeah, look, that that really hurts them. They had some promising guys for this year, but I think one we didn't talk about, and I think correct me if I'm wrong. I think we mentioned last week Oklahoma, Kansas State. Now we thought Oklahoma probably should win this, mm. but we did say Kansas State could cause a bit of a scare for them, and they did. They got the win, and I guess that's helped us move into our higher rankings. Because like what? What does that leave you guys? You guys are currently sixth Six. and we're eighth. So yeah, correct. Things are looking real peachy. Yeah, it was Adrian Martinez. He went out and balled out five touchdowns, four on the ground. Like the poor bloke ran 148 yards and threw for over 200. <laughs> so he just torched Oklahoma. I think who was it? Gabrielle. He still balled out like 330 and four touchdowns. Not a bad day for a cube on a cube oh, on the sure. side. But yeah. it was just not able to keep up with Martinez. So that was a crazy one as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, it's shaping up to be a pretty good college season so far. We've got some ripper matchups this week, some ranked ones. Kentucky play Ole Miss. Mm, Ole Miss yes. wearing a pretty nice helmet that we saw the other day. Uh, Alabama play Arkansas. As you just mentioned, Arkansas is slipping down to 20, but they've still got the potential to upset Alabama here. Yeah. Always a fun one as well. Looking forward, Oklahoma State to Baylor. And mm-hmm. then we look at Wake Forest and Florida State, the Seminoles. You know, they're playing well now, aren't they? They're, they're back into relevance, really. Yeah, well, 4-0 and and they're back ranked. Like, this is the first time in a while they've been ranked. And it's great to see them back up there. Now, we see one on the latest, like, Clemson play NC State. Now, we talked about Clemson getting beaten by Wake Forest. Can the Wolfpack get it done? Well, I think Clemson have been able to pull it out. Just They've needed the overtime, though. And I think if they're going to, they'll probably push this one all the way. Otherwise, I'm I'm versing for an NC State win. I I, I like them. It's, It's going to be hard. No one's giving NC State a chance, but I mean, you look at who has NC played recently. Let's have a look. So they've played, they beat UConn, Texas Tech's not a bad win, Charleston and East Carolina. So they haven't been exactly tested. I mean, I think, you know, you get a win over Texas Tech at the moment. That's pretty good looking at their results. Mm-hmm. But I think Clemson, especially like, again, Shipley's been amazing on the running, but it's DJ. I just, I don't know. I just have no confidence in DJ and a team that is run by DJ Ongololele. Yeah, look, it's a tough one. And I guess if we're going to look at schedules, and I think ACC really is a struggle. Like Clemson so far have beaten Georgia Tech, Furman, and Louisiana Tech. So, And then I know the Wake Forest win is a big one, so that kind mm. of cements them back in that. But I guess for us, we just look at the teams that are ranked above us and kind of hope for losses. Like I think that's our only way forward and the only way to get ourselves into that top four is teams above us losing. We just, and obviously, you've got to keep winning, but the teams above you are the ones that have got to slip up. Yeah, well, especially for us, looking at the Pac-12, no one really in the Pac-12 ahead of us. And whereas yourself, you're a bit of more of control of your own destiny. You know, in the SEC, you will come up against. I think you're in Georgia's division, aren't you? Oh, uh, yeah, we're in the SEC, and we play Alabama yeah, every year. So Alabama regardless, so we're going to play Bama and Georgia them. every single year. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, you are in control of your own destiny, and if you can knock off a couple of guys for us, that would be great. We can slip into the top four, and we'll be just peachy. Hey. Yeah, look, another great week. We are very much looking forward to another week of football. Hopefully your team can improve. Hopefully we can beat the Bills this week. But I guess that'll be seen. Yeah, absolutely. So as always, get on the socials, like, comment and subscribe. And we'll catch you all guys next week. Thanks for letting us in your crib. It's been real.